Lecture topic. Advices for total success. Anir-Rahim. In tansurullah yansurukum wa yusabbit aqadamakum. Wa qala al-Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ihfadillah yahfadhuk. Ihfadillah tajidhu tujahak. إلى آخر الحديث أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected علماء الكرام Brothers and elders This dunya Allah Ta'ala has created a place where everything carries on at the same time The very of this world is that there are so many things that are in opposites this day and opposite today this night this light and opposite to it is darkness so likewise there are all these things that happen in life which are in opposites sometimes is health and then sometimes the opposite of it the sickness and sometimes is prosperity and then sometimes there's poverty or there's some difficulty, some hardship. Person sometimes is very happy, very elated, is in a very good mood, and sometimes there's some grief, there's sadness. And like this, all the things that we experience ourselves, we see others going through, all these issues carry on in everybody's life to varying extents. Somebody something more, somebody something less. But these are things carry on in everybody's life. Sometimes there's so much of ease and person is mentally so free. And then sometimes there's so much of anxiety. But this is the test of dunya. This is the test of dunya that in all these changing circumstances, changing conditions, in all the various different situations that keep coming up, a person still remains steadfast. He still remains obedient to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. He still remains loyal to Allah Ta'ala. That is the test of life. And this is what we have to keep reminding ourselves of. These little discussions, these programs are nothing but reminders. It's just simply a reminder in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives us this command, وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَ تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ Remind, for verily a reminder keeps benefiting the believer. It keeps benefiting, tanfa'ah. The Arabic word tanfa'ah, the scale that it comes from, etc. This is an academic thing. But in the ruling that comes from Balagha, this is a continuous thing. That this keeps giving benefit. So dini advice is something we need all the time. And this keeps benefiting a person provided he is taking that benefit. So we need it, I need it, we all need it. This is nothing but a reminder. A reminder that we need to keep coming back to what Allah Ta'ala has given us as the prescription. What Rasulullah has taught us, what he has given us, that is where all the solutions are. There is no solution in anything but in what Allah and his Rasul have taught us and given us. So in this regard, there is one Hadith Sharif 
And this too is an amazing thing that Rasulullah addressed this to a very young child at that time, a young boy, was at a very tender age. When Rasulullah left this world, Abdullah bin Abbas was not even 11 years old still. So this was addressed to him before that, how long before exactly is not known. He might have been 8, he might have been 9 years old, he might have been 10 years old, Allah knows. But he was not anywhere beyond this age of 10. He was young, still very, very young. And this young child, Rasulullah is addressing him and he is giving him some advice and he is saying to him that, oh young lad, he is riding with Rasulullah on a conveyance on a camel horse and during this journey, during this ride, as they were proceeding from one point to the other, in the interim also this advice was taking place. This learning and teaching was taking place. Nabi Salaam was teaching him and making his tarbiyat and giving him some advice and this advice was for all of us and for people till Qiyamah. So Nabi Salaam is addressing him and saying that I will I am teaching you Allimuka Kalimat. I'll teach you some things which will be very beneficial for you. And then the first thing that Nabi Salaam says to him, Ihfazillaha Yahfazika. Now we are faced with so many different challenges. The whole world is faced with so many challenges. There's so many calamities and hardships that people around the world are experiencing. Somewhere there's major floods, somewhere there's an earthquake, somewhere there's something else. And so many difficulties and hardships. And in our own lives we face so many challenges. Now here is a prescription. Nabi Islam is saying, the one thing to bear in mind before getting on to this is that dunya is dunya as we explained. A mu'min, what is his manner of approaching these issues of life? Number one, he turns to Allah Ta'ala. He makes an effort to do what has to be done or what can be done to sort out a difficulty, to get out of a problem. Whatever is within his capacity he will do. He'll keep making dua for afiyat. He'll keep making dua for ease, for safety from difficulties and hardships. And with all this, he has full yaqeen that only that which Allah Ta'ala has decreed is what will happen. So he will not stop doing what he has to do. He will not stop making an effort to try and sort out his problems, to try and remove the difficulty, to try and come out of that situation. He won't stop that. He'll do what is within his capacity. Number two, he will not stop dua, which is the more important aspect. He will make dua and he'll continue making dua. He'll continue asking for afiyat, asking for safety from all difficulties and hardships. But together with that, his yaqeen will not waver. That what Allah Ta'ala has decreed, that is what will happen. And Allah Ta'ala, whatever he has decreed, on the one side, Allah Ta'ala is hakim. Allah is the absolute ruler. He is our creator and he is the creator of the whole universe. So what Allah Ta'ala does, this is totally in his prerogative. But then Allah Ta'ala is also Hakim. Everything that Allah Ta'ala does is filled with wisdom. Whether we understand it or not, that's not the issue. It's not necessary we will understand everything in life. 
In fact, the bulk of the things we don't understand. What we do understand is a minute fraction. But we submit and we accept. Whether we understand or not, Iman is acceptance. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has given, whatever Rasulullah has taught us, Iman is to accept and to submit. That is Iman. So this is what we have to always bear in mind. That all the halat of dunya, this is the way that we have to approach it. And when a person will have this approach, then he won't see frustration. He won't come to a point of frustration and a point of despondency and losing hope. And then sometimes also, he will not cross the line of deen to try and relieve his issue. Because what Allah has decreed is going to happen. So he will do what is within the limits of deen. He will not try to resolve his issues or solve his problems by transgressing the laws of Allah Ta'ala. He'll remain within those boundaries. So in this Hadith Sharif, this is advice Nabi Islam is giving to a young child. What we understand from this is that from a very young age, we have to instill the seeds of Iman and the Yaqeen in Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, the connection with Allah Ta'ala from a very young age, this has to be instilled in the hearts of our children. Often this is the attitude or the approach, now it's very small, later on we'll sort all this out. But things start off small, everything starts off from small. And what gets planted in the heart of the child from a young age, that what really stays till later. Many a times what came up later, it just depends how then, how much of time and effort was put into it, to further now consolidate it and ingrain it. Otherwise it just sits on the surface and flies away easily too. But what comes from childhood, that is deep down. So this is a lesson we are being taught. Nothing is later. Later is sometimes can be too late. Starts off right at the beginning. The very fact that Deen, we have been taught, a child is born beside the Azan, call out the Azan in the right ear, the Iqama in the left ear. There is no command of Deen that is futile, that is just by the way, that is just, as they call it, ceremonial, just some tradition. No, no, this is the command of Deen, of Shariat. It is filled with benefit, filled with hikmah and wisdom. That already this child is barely born, but plant the greatness of Allah Ta'ala in the heart. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Plant Tawheed. Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah. Plant the faith in Risalat. Ashadu Anna Muhammad Rasulullah. And already at this time, in this very, very early moment in the child's life, already plant the prescription of success. Hayya ala salah, hayya ala al-falah. That right from that point, this child was already grow up with this in his heart and mind. He is still seeming to be oblivious of everything. But Deen has given us this teaching, this is the teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa already plant this in the heart of their child. Now the new research people will come with and all the kinds of things. And they say now this child, because the mother was listening to certain things while the child was still in the womb, now that the child is just born, and when the same things are being played, the child is reacting differently. In other words, he is reacting to something that he has become accustomed to. 
Whatever it is, that mother was listening to some things while she was expecting the child, and now when the child is sort of hearing some other sounds, there isn't any reaction. But the child is hearing that same thing that the mother was listening to while the child was still in the womb, there's a different reaction. So now the conclusion is being drawn that this child was receptive while in the womb. Now this is not something that's some news for us, something very, very amazing, something very strange. This we have been taught already. When four months that child has reached the when that womb, the fetus is now four months in the womb, already the ruh and the soul is blown and the reception already is taking place. Therefore, so much emphasis is placed that the parents, how they should conduct themselves in that time, what that mother hears will impact on that child in the womb, etc., all these things. So there's nothing so surprising for us. But the point is that it teaches us a lesson nevertheless, that you cannot take this for granted. What the child is hearing, it's impacting. So in any case, this azan, iqama is all to plan the greatness of Allah Ta'ala in the heart of the child. And that the child must grow up with this greatness in the heart. Grow up with this prescription of success in the heart. That my success lies in what Allah Ta'ala has placed it in. In salah. In the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. So any case on this occasion, Rasulullah Sallallahu is advising Hazrat Abdullah bin Abbas his cousin, very young, tender age, and he is advising him. The first advice he gives him, Ihfazillaha yahfazika. Ihfazillah, you guard the deen of Allah Ta'ala, the laws of Allah Ta'ala, Allah will protect you. The many mashayikh and pious people of the past used to say that if you want to give anybody some wasiyat, some advice, whether your brother, your child, your friend, whoever, this much is sufficient advice. It includes everything. Ihfazillaha you guard the commands of Allah Ta'ala, the deen of Allah Ta'ala, Allah will protect you. What more does a person want? Everything of dunya and akhirat is in this protection. Allah will protect you, Allah won't protect you in one, one aspect and leave you in the lurch in something else. And Allah will protect, Allah will protect in dunya, protect on the day of qiyamah and take you to jannah. So Allah will protect on what? Ihfazillah. You guard the commands of Allah Ta'ala. Ihfazillah refers to that you be conscious of the limits Allah has placed. The boundaries Allah Ta'ala has demarcated. You stay within those boundaries. Whatever Allah Ta'ala has commanded, you are fulfilling it. What Allah has forbidden, you are refraining from it. This is Ihfazillah. This is Ihfazillah. And you do what Allah has commanded, Allah will fulfill for you what you need. Allah will protect you. Now we are in this kind of world that we are living in with all these situations that keep coming up and what not. And the anxiety then is sometimes overwhelming people to such an extent they can't even function in day-to-day life. They are so consumed and overwhelmed. But the thing is that the prescription where Allah has placed it, we take that and then we submit to Allah Ta'ala. And if something has happened thereafter, then it is our full yaqeen. That if we are keeping within the limits of Allah Ta'ala, and we are doing what Allah Ta'ala has commanded, and if something has still come which is in the form of some calamity, some difficulty, some hardship, which we keep asking for afiyat from, but nevertheless something still came, 
then Allah's untold wisdom is in it. And there's good for me in it, whether I understand it or not. How the good will come, then only we'll know in time, or maybe we only only come to an akhirat also. But that yaqeen is there, Allah is hakeem. If I'm keeping to what Allah has commanded, then this is Allah's wisdom in it. For me it's good, whether I understand that goodness or not. But our job is to ask for afiyat. Our job is to make an effort to refra- avoid these kind of situations. But nevertheless, this is the first advice Rasulullah gave to him. You guard the deen of Allah Taala. Allah will protect you. Now this word ihfaz, the same root word in the Quran Sharif, Allah Taala speaks about salah in the same manner. Now we're talking about guarding the deen of Allah Taala. In the Quran Sharif, Allah specifically mentions the same guarding for salah. Hafizu ala salawat. You guard your five daily salah. Meaning perform it on time. Perform it correctly. For males, adult males, perform it with jama'ah in the masjid. Perform it in the way Allah Ta'ala wants you to perform it. The way Rasulullah has shown. Hafizu ala salawat. Or salatil wusta. And in particular, the middle salah. Asar Salah. Allah Ta'ala is saying in the Quran Sharif. All the Salah is important. There's no Salah that a person can compromise. But as much as every Salah is important, Allah Ta'ala is still highlighting the Asar Salah. Because the Asar Salah becomes a big challenge for many people. And many times the person says, well I'll, I'll make it later. Very busy now. Trying to just wrap up everything. And wrap up this and that. In the process, shaitan is wrapping us up also. So, hafidhu ala salawat wa salatil wusta. Allah is giving us in the Quran Sharif. God, especially all the aspects of deen. But now the highlight of salah. Five daily salah and the middle salah in particular. So, this is one of the most important things to guard, to protect, to fulfill, to be fulfilling in the proper manner. To try to improve and better that salah all the time. Then further Nabi Islam says to Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala Ta'arraf ila Allahi fi rakha ya'arifka fi shidda. This first lesson that was there, Ihfazillaha ya'fazka. On this, there's one statement of Hazrat Sulaiman alayhi salatu wasalam. Now guarding, guarding the deen of Allah Ta'ala, the commands of Allah Ta'ala, not crossing the boundaries anywhere. So Sulaiman Wasallam, on one occasion, he said, we have learned what others learned. And we have also learned what others did not know. Because he was a Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. So what wahi was coming to him, others didn't have that. So in other words, what others learned, we also learned. But then we learned more than them also. We learned much, much more than them. And he says, from all this knowledge, from all this knowledge that Allah Ta'ala blessed, we haven't found anything to be as effective as being conscious of Allah Ta'ala in privacy or in public. Whether in privacy, whether in public. Person who keeps conscious of Allah Ta'ala. See, we haven't found anything more effective than that. Effective in what regard? Effective in everything. 
effective in connecting oneself to Allah Ta'ala. Effective in, full, in filling this heart with the ma'rifat of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Because now, when the person in privacy also, he's all the time conscious, Allah is watching, Allah is aware. People might not be here. And I can shut close curtains and shut doors and whatever. But can I hide from Allah Ta'ala? Allah is aware. So now in that privacy also, he's conscious of Allah Ta'ala. And in public also is conscious of Allah Ta'ala. Says we haven't seen anything more effective than this. And then when a person is conscious of Allah Ta'ala in public and in privacy, then he is fulfilling this in the true sense of the word, Ihtadillah. Then why won't it be effective in Yahfazika, in bringing the help of Allah Ta'ala, in bringing the protection of Allah Ta'ala. Meaning this we found so effective that all our needs of dunya and akhirat got taken care of in this of keeping, keeping conscious of Allah Ta'ala, whether in privacy, whether in public. Ihfadillah yahfazka. Then Ihfadillah tajidhu tujahak. He said, Ihfadillah, you guard the deen of Allah Ta'ala, you'll find Allah with you. Inna Allah ma'al ladheena taqaw, wal hum muhsinoon. Allah is with those who have taqwa. Allah is with those who have taqwa, this is what the same thing is. Guarding Allah Ta'ala's deen. That is taqwa. Refraining from what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. Allah is aware. To be conscious all the time. Sometimes shaitan comes and mesmerizes a person to think differently. It makes him forget. Puts him in ghaflat. But now, life carries on. If I'm going to be chatting something now to somebody, it's, I'll make some, some explanation for it. Some tawil, some explanation. And things will carry on. It's now nothing serious about this. But Allah Ta'ala knows what's in the depths of the heart. That thief that's in the heart, Allah is aware. Outwardly, we make a lot of excuses for ourselves. Allah is aware what's in the heart. And this is that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala that needs to be developed. Allah is aware of everything. So, You'll find Allah with you. When you are in that desperation, when it seems like there's no way out, Allah will bring the way out. The one who adopts taqwa, Allah Ta'ala will give him a solution to every problem. But dunya is dunya. Dunya is a place of test. Sometimes the test comes, but a person remains steadfast. He doesn't waver. He doesn't cross the lines. And when he felt like nothing might happen, everything happens. Allah Ta'ala brings about a solution for him from sources that he cannot imagine. Risk comes from sources that he could not have imagined. So, Then further he said to him, That very broadly translated, you build up this relationship with Allah Ta'ala in times of ease. You build up this recognition of Allah Ta'ala in times of ease. And Allah will recognize you in your difficulty. Allah knows everybody all the time. Allah Ta'ala is the being who knows Allah knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals. Nothing is hidden from Him. But the person who builds up his taluk with Allah Ta'ala, his connection with Allah Ta'ala, is obedient to Allah Ta'ala, he's remembering Allah Ta'ala, when in times of ease, many people 
when ease comes, becomes a bigger test than difficulties. Because at ease, that ease takes a person sometimes very easily into ghaflat. Makes him forget Allah Ta'ala. He forgets that this ease too is Allah's ni'mat. Allah Ta'ala's bounty. I have to be grateful to Allah Ta'ala for this. Instead of being grateful to Allah Ta'ala and making more, getting more closer to Allah Ta'ala, the person starts slipping. And now he's saying, no, I'm just enjoy life now. When Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha, asked him that you are standing in such lengthy rakats to the extent that your feet are getting swollen because such lengthy hours. So why are you putting so much of difficulty upon yourself? Whereas you are maghfoor, waqad ghafar Allahu laka ma taqaddama min zambika wa ma taakhar. Allah has made you ma'asoom and sinless. So why are you exerting yourself so much? Now this was a very great bounty of Allah Ta'ala. So Nabi Islam said what? He said, Afala akuna abdan shakura. If that is what you are really, as you are explaining, that is the reality, that Allah Ta'ala has made me ma'asoom and sinless, so doesn't this demand greater shukar? This is the expression of my shukar. That now I am exerting myself in this manner, this is to express my gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. And our situation goes opposite. That when we are in some ease, some ni'mads, etc., we start forgetting Allah Ta'ala. We have some spare time. That's Allah's ni'mad. This too is a ni'mad which many people become very, very deceived in. And this is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif. Ni'matani maghboonun fihi ma kathirun minan nas. As-sihhatu wal-faraag. That there are two bounties of Allah Ta'ala. Many a person is deceived with it. One is good health. See, now good health, so enjoy life. Just do what you want. Because now, have the energy, have the health. So now, rather than use that health in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, use that health because in, when the health is not there, you can't do the same. While the health was there, a person could have exerted himself in so much of good. But without the health, he can't exert himself in so much of ibadat now. He can't do much to help others as well. There's so many things he's limited now. That limitations have come now. So a person when he has that health, he feels, well, this will last forever. I don't have to bother. I'm well. Somebody else is lying in hospital. It's up to them. I'm fit as anything. So one is the deception that comes. We feel this won't ever finish off. And rather than use that correctly, we start using it in the wrong way. And the other is farag. Farag one meaning of farag is spare time. But the other is where the heart is not over-occupied with any situation. Overwhelmed with something. Like sometimes something happens. Now just as an example, the looting took place, the flooding took place. That occupied a person's day and night, his heart and mind. What next? What will happen? And how things are... And that his concern about the security and safety of his family and of others and whatever... That becomes such a testing time that a person sometimes in trying to sort things out and do things to protect himself, he doesn't have time for anything else. Now when he had the time that Farah, when he wasn't occupied in such a situation or due to ill health or whatever else, he took it, well this is free time now, so spare time, so spare time to do what? So now he's watching movies now. Spare time to do what? So now he's saying, no, he's, he's Hooked up onto serials. Serials. You heard about serial killers. This is a new kind of serial killer. 
that people get hooked onto the cereals and is killing the riman, killing the rakhlaq, killing everything. Because now that person is hooked, number one is haram, whatever it, whether it's a cereal or not a cereal, but this becomes a addiction beyond other addictions also. So it is far more damaging and dangerous than anything else which is also haram in that line. But now, free time now, I got all the time free. So that free time, person was tired, he slept, alhamdulillah, he slept very good. But now instead of sleeping, he's not even depriving himself of his sleep also. Why? Because he's caught up on the haram. He's watching all kinds of ajib things. And the time is going, he feels, well, this is life will carry on like this, na'uzubillah. So this becomes a very big deception. نِعْمَتَانِ مَغْبُونٌ فِيهِمَا كَثِيرٌ مِّنَ النَّاسِ Now when the time comes, when that health is no more there, when the time is gone, now the person's eyes open, now what did I do? But now what's gone is gone, there's not going to come back. That time and that moments that have passed have gone, it will never ever come back. So this is now the next lesson that Nabi Islam gave him. تَعَرَّفْ إِلَى اللَّهِ فِي الرَّخَاءِ يَعْرِفْكَ فِي الشِّدَّةِ you build up this relationship and this taluk with Allah Ta'ala in times of ease. Everything is going very well. You're remembering Allah Ta'ala more. Finding a little extra, there's more time available. So I need to just up a little bit. Fine, I'll relax, I'll have some time. That too, unfortunately, that time that is available, some of that time should have been spent with the family maybe, with just some time to just with the children, etc. That too is not, that too is not available for anybody. That too is gone in something else. So one is that it was some part of it occupied in dini activities. That would have been even better to some extent that a person is doing something greater. But even this too with the right niyat would be rewarding. But there's no time for dini engagements. There's no time for any family engagements. The only time is a person is engaged with his phone, with his devices, with other things, other pursuits. And as a result, that life is gone then now, obviously, the clock can't be turned back. But now the person in this time of ease, he is remembering Allah Ta'ala, he is obedient to Allah Ta'ala, he is not becoming hafil. Then the test comes. Allah Ta'ala save us from all tests. But if the test comes now, he turns to Allah Ta'ala. So, the angels also recognize this voice. That this voice we see all the time. This voice used to be calling to Allah Ta'ala even when there was no problem. So now when there's a problem, we should take this voice first. Allah is all away. Allah Ta'ala is all knowing. Allah Ta'ala knows what's in the heart of somebody. Allah Ta'ala knows what a person is doing. But meaning this is the call that Allah answers first. That the person who was always remembering Allah Ta'ala in ease, now in difficulty when he turns to Allah Ta'ala, his dua gets accepted first. That he didn't forget Allah Ta'ala and only came now back when now there was a problem. When there was some difficulty, he remembered Allah Ta'ala in all conditions. And this ma'rifat of Allah Ta'ala was built, this recognition. And it is essentially this ma'rifat and recognition of Allah Ta'ala that is going to drive a person towards the good, that is going to drive him away from all the evil. Without this ma'rifat, very difficult. It is recognition that makes all the difference. There's one incident of Harun Rashid. He had one time changed his whole wall, his different garb and all that and he went out with his hunting party to go and hunt and in those days this was a very common story just out of whatever go to hunt 
And in that moment now, as the prey was now seen and they darted behind the prey, oh, he darted before everybody, but he got separated from the rest. He separated from the rest and he got lost for a while. They got lost somewhere else, somewhere, now all in the jungle. And then he became very thirsty and parched, and all the water and food, whatever is with others. So in the distance he saw some garden, he went to the garden. So he got to the garden, so there was one young girl there. So he said to her that he wants something to drink. Now he was, his whole appearance was looking different at Tessa because he was all kitted out for this hunting. But in the midst of all this, despite all this different appearance, she made out this person is he's looking like he is the king. She recognized him somehow. So in any case, he asked for this something to drink, so she went and took some fruit from the tree, she squeezed it, and then like nowadays we have sieves, so she put some cloth across that utensil, and she poured it from over the cloth, so that now it gets, so to say, served properly, so any, whatever, something doesn't go into that. So now he observed all this. So he asked her that why you did this, why you took this, now you squeeze that fruit, she so just poured it into the utensil and given it, asked for something to drink. So in reply she said, oh Amirul Mu'mineen. So she gave the game up, that I recognize you. I did this so that some little particle or some dirt or dust or whatever, that shouldn't come into your drink and maybe cause some taklif to you. Now she recognized him, so she took that extra care. So he now observed all this, and then when he went back home, he proposed to her and got married to her. And she became the queen, one of his wives. Now the lesson that is drawn from this is, what brought her into this royal household? It was her recognition of who is the king. She recognized the king, that recognition became the stepping stone to her, coming out of one small little homestead in one jungle, one small little hut somewhere, or one farm somewhere, and it brought her into the royal household. Now this is a king who is also insan, also a mere human being, like other human beings. But somebody recognized him for his kingship of this very limited nature, that person got transported from this very, very simple dwelling into the royal palace. When a person will recognize the king of kings, when he will gain the marifat of Allah Ta'ala, then why won't he get moved towards those things that Allah Ta'ala shows upon his special servants? Why won't he be blessed by Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala in a special way? When this dunya kings now, they find that somebody recognize me, I need to show this extra uh, consideration and whatever else. Allah Ta'ala is ahkamul hakimin. Allah is the king of kings. And the kings of dunya today, there is a king and tomorrow the same king is sitting in prison room. Allah Ta'ala is the king of all kings. So this is that lesson. Ta'arraf ilallahi fi rakha ya'arifka fi shidda. How is this Acquired, this is acquired by being in the company of people of Marifat. By reading the lives of the people of Marifat. By making mujahada against the nafs in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. This is what generates this Marifat. That every time there's some temptation, something that's coming in the way, and a person is not succumbing to that, he's breaking that temptation, he's crushing that, but he's giving preference to the command of Allah Ta'ala, Every time this builds up this recognition and marifat of Allah Ta'ala. To the point when it opens out in his heart, then he sees reality for what it is. 
So this is that very, very great lesson that Rasulullah taught this very young child, Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu ta'ala and so much more in this Hadith Sharif time has passed. Inshallah on some other occasion Allah gives tawfiq, we'll continue with it. But this is the lesson that we have to take to heart as mentioned right at the beginning that that lesson, Ihfazillaha yahfazka. This, if this is taken to heart, this is everything. This com- is so comprehensive, there's nothing left out of it. Everything that requires to be done, whether it's pertaining to our a'mal, our ibadat, our mu'amalat, our mu'asharat, our akhlaq, everything is in this. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, give me all of us a tawfiq. Allah ta'ala, make us those who are forever conscious of him and who keep steadfast on deen at all times. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ
ilahul alamin ya allah forgive us ya allah ya allah forgive the entire ummah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya allah you remove all the difficulties and hardships of the ummah ya allah ilahul alamin forgive us and forgive the ummah ya allah grant us and the ummah the entire ummah the tawfiq of those amal that bring down your rahmat ya allah save us and the entire ummah from such actions that bring down azab ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah Ya Allah, we are making Tawbah from all the sins and vices we have committed, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, despite your countless bounties and ni'mats, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we have still been so disobedient, Ya Allah. We have misused all your ni'mats and bounties, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. We used your gifts and bounties to break your commands, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, how disloyal we have been, Ya Allah. How shameless we have been, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah bless us with your ma'rifat, Ya Allah. Bless us with your ma'rifat, Ya Allah. Bless us with your ma'rifat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. With the love of his mubarak sunnah, Ya Allah. Enable us to live his mubarak sunnah, Ya Allah. Save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, grant us the love of deen, Ya Allah. The love of the amal of deen, Ya Allah. Allah, you keep us steadfast on Iman until our last breath, Ya Allah. Allah, take us with perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Raise us on the day of Qiyamah with perfect Iman, Ya Allah. Allah, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustanirra, daima. Allah, remove every trace of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, whatever difficulties and hardships anybody is in, Allah, out of your grace and mercy, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, those are any financial problem, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul alameen, Ya Allah, grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant abundant halal and tayyib rizq filled with Save us from every drop and grain of haram and doubtful things, Ya Allah. Enable us to use it in a way that we get closer to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who asked us to make dua for them, all who have raised their hands to this dua, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you fulfill each one's dies needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Grant each one the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, you grant us every khair and barakat, Ya Allah. Save us from every shar, Ya Allah. Save us from all the difficulties and hardships and calamities, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, don't put us through trials and tests, Ya Allah. Allah, we are too weak, Ya Allah. Allah save us from all kinds of trials and tests ya Allah Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khairi ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyidihi sayyidina Muhammad wa alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in walhamdulillah